Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, All Black, All News, All You, for Wednesday, January 31st, 2012. This broadcast is designed to service the African-American communities in Chicago and around the world. Today's segment is called CBBN Business Journals. CBBN Business Journals will feature interviews with business owners from around the country. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book 1, 2010, now available on Amazon.com, producer for this series, and founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Join us today and touch the world. With us today on CBBN Business Journal is William Rivas of IntravastTech.com. He has a great story to share with us today about how he started his business with no capital and today has almost 100 representatives. I want to know how to do that. Let's welcome William to the show. Good morning, William. Good morning. How are you, Sonia? Doing great, doing great. And you're out there where, San Francisco, San Diego? Where are you? We're in San Diego, California. I'm about an hour and a half from L.A. Great, great. Good weather this morning? Absolutely. It's warm. It's really warm. I know you guys get uh, snow out there and such. Over here we get uh, heat waves. It's it's ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculous, huh? Okay. Uh, (laughs) We're we're envious. We're envious. We're going to ask you about your company, Intravastech. That's I-N-T-R-A-V-A-S-T-E-C-H.com. But... We are sure that everyone wants to know, how does a person start a business with no capital? How did you do that? Tell us about that. Yeah, for me, uh, you know, growing up, uh, you know, single mother and things of that nature and really didn't have many opportunities. Education really wasn't a path that was available to me as well. So what ended up happening, um, uh, just really failing a bunch of times is what it took. And, uh, you know, you have such uh, an outlet through the Internet um, just even on Craigslist, you'll have people, you know, posting things to where they have maybe a commercial space available. Just really networking with people in the sense we're talking to them, having a business model in mind, and approaching them and saying, "Look, I, I really don't have the startup capital, but can we work together to get something going?" And that's what happened in my situation. As real estate was going down, there was a lot of empty offices in, in, in my area. So I approached one of them and I said, "Look, I'll give you 10% of whatever I take in." And and I and after knocking on a lot of doors and meeting a lot of people, somebody said, yes, hey, I have two years left on this, you know, office lease. I'm paying for it. I have no reps in there. It's empty, but I have, you know, phone, desk, everything else. Give me 10% off the top. And uh, that's what it took. I couldn't even walk into a bank. I was born with bad credit. So uh, by doing that, by, by meeting the right people, I was set up in a situation to where I was able to do that. And from there, it just kind of grew and progressed. But it, it, it really took a lot of risk as well, meaning that you have to basically put it all on the line. Imagine no income coming in, uh, you know, really a belief system that you have to create within your own business and within yourself to, to be able to get there. So that's that's how I did it on my end. But it took a lot of uh, – took years. took a lot of effort. But I owed, you know, don't owe a bank, don't owe anybody anything. So And that's how I really established myself. And that's great. And when did you start your company? In 2007 is when I became incorporated. Right before then, I was working for uh, Chase Bank, and I was doing, uh, I was like a loan officer in a call center. You know, everyone was making money, everyone was happy, and then one day I was laid off. 
And I, I just remember that day so vividly because, uh, you know, I thought I was going to be there for life. You know, I was making, you know, good money. And um, and I remember that same day, like, the stock for Chase went up, you know, and I, I said, I'm never going to experience this again. Uh, because it was such a, a weird feeling, you know, it was basically your livelihood was taken uh, away and you had no control over it. And that day the stock went up, it was just like a slap in the face. And so I said to myself, from this moment forward, I'm not going to work for anyone else because I want to control what happens, you know, going forward. And that's that's how I be, I came to the decision to say, hey, I'm going to do this just on my own. And uh, But that was in 2007. So it's been blessed since then because, you know, now we have almost 100 representatives within our company. And, um, and you know, that that's what it takes is you going – you taking that step and just going, hey, nothing's gonna stop me, regardless of anything. I was darn near almost homeless at the time that I was trying to get myself off the ground. So, great, great. And you know, as we listen to CBB and business journals, people, uh, until you are self-employed yourself, you do not understand what it is that happens to us, what we go through, and and how it is that we live day to day and, uh, what's they say, foot to mouth, <laughs> feast of famine mm-hmm. or uh, or nothing and survive or nothing. You will never understand it until you live the experience. Now, okay. you said, uh, let's talk about uh, some of the things that you said in describing how you build your business with no capital. First of all, you said there were a lot of failures and a lot of no's. What made you mm-hmm. decide that you would go out and barter for this space? How did that come to you? You know, it, it came through someone seeing I was, you know, to make it ends meet at times, what I had to do is I, I met other people who owned businesses, and what they were doing is they were tell, asking me, you know, almost like questions like, hey, what would you do in this situation? Or they saw what I didn't do correctly in a, in a previous venture, for example, and they would, you know, ask me questions, and I said, well, let me step in as a, maybe like a consultant or let me manage what you have going on, you know, and so, so I could have some income coming in. And so as I was doing that, I also learned what not to do from other self-employed, you know, business owners in having certain ideas or implementing certain actions that, that really don't affect the business. At the end of the day, it's almost like a, your business is almost like a, like a car. And you have to, whatever you, you, you take out of it, you have to put back in. So what I mean by that, it's mostly financial. So whatever money you're making, even for the first, you know, good amount of time, you have to put back into it because otherwise it's not going to work. A lot of people, when they start t- tasting that little bit of, you know, income coming in, they, they spend it on other things. They get this other ideas of grandeur. It's like, look, you just got to make sure that car has gas in it, and that's, that's what the biggest thing for me. And another big thing for me was – I wouldn't be here if I if the reps, the representatives that started with me, meaning that they, that's your front line. That's what makes it all happen. And so for me, it was basically babysitting and, and hand-holding and making sure that my reps were on my team and, and that they would stick it out with me. And that's really what comes into fruition is, is making sure that those individuals are number one always because your people is what's going to make it. Well, going from uh, no capital, no startup money, to almost 100 representatives in, let's say, from 2007 to 2012, which is really three years, three, four years, is quite an accomplishment. Uh, So you're not poor anymore, are you? (laughs) You're doing well now, aren't you? How has it been? I am. It's going good. I mean, what what I did was 
another big thing that helped me was I was very passionate about my products and, and the services I, I I developed. And what one my my rule is that it's innovation, meaning try to do something with a niche. A lot of people have come to me with business ideas, and sometimes people feel that I'm a little short with them, or maybe that I'm borderline rude, is because. If it's been done before, what are you doing to make it different, and are you really passionate about it? I'll give you an example. I have, you know, uh, some buddies of mine who they want to open up like a uh, – here in the West Coast, they're becoming popular. Well, basically, you rent out this warehouse, you fill it with toys and all kinds of stuff, and you can make it like a uh, a daycare, but you could have it almost like a uh, like a putt-putt, like a little, you know, fun-for-all, family fun center, and the parents sign a waiver. So you don't need all the same licenses as daycares and things of that nature. And the reason I said that's not that I don't feel it's going to work is because number one, they're not passionate about it. They're really, you know, they're not about the kids. They're just trying to see, look at the money. But imagine engulfing yourself in this day in and day out. I know you work a lot, so yeah. But for these individuals, I mean, when you start, forget your personal life. You're gonna have to do 12 to 18 hours a day minimum, seven days a week. You have to put it all out there. And then you got to really enjoy it. Otherwise, you're, you're not going to make the money. So, and you got to bring a twist to it. You got to do something just a little bit different, you know. And that's that's the biggest thing for me is making sure that that uh, for myself, I'm always remembering that. You know, if I'm going to do something, what's my twist on it? So my product and service had never been done before, you know. So that's that's what really kind of separated me from the crowd. Wonderful, wonderful. <gasps> We're, we're going to take a, just a very little break here, and we're going to come back, and we're taking it early because we're going to come back in the rest of the show, and we're going to talk about Intervest Tech. And you have multiple uh, businesses and multiple lines. Uh, we've talked about the startup. Now we're going to talk about, we're going to get to the meat of it and talk about what you actually do. So we're going to be back in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Today's segment is called CBB and Business Journals. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Today's guest is Wynn Rivas of IntravastTech.com on CBB and Journals. We're going to take this short break, and we're going to talk about come back and talk to him about his multiple lines of business. Great, William. Thank you so much. Thank you. For true inspiration, check out singer, songwriter, and radio personality, Sylvia Fedrick. Sylvia, your sister under God's construction, brings to you her best in Christian contemporary gospel tunes. And they are available for download at www.sangseal.com. That's S-A-N-G-S-Y-L.com. Or you can visit her profile at Chicago Black Business Network. For bookings, call Sassy Michelle at 512-914-4221. Ladivas of Chicago Catering at www.ledivas.com is offering a 40% discount on their delicious and delectable dishes for events of 100 persons or more until December 31, 2011. This offer cannot be used with any other offer. Call them now at 773-536-5432. That's 773-536-5432. Proud and privileged, America's first African-American anytime drama is getting ready for its first season and they want to celebrate with you, Chicago. Meet the cast and the production team of Proud and Privileged on Friday, March 23rd at the Prince Hall Masonic Temple located at 809 East 42nd Place in Chicago, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. 
Enjoy great music, networking, refreshments, and photo ops. $25 in advance, $35 at the door. Advance payment recommended to PayPal.com at Chicago's. That's Chicago with an S. Chicago's Black Business Network at gmail.com. Get on board by calling us at 312-239-8835. Preview the trailer at www.storiesareaway.tv. Sponsored by South Street Journal, Chicago's Black Business Network, and WJPC FM Chicago, the soul of Chicago. Just a little bit about who we are. Chicago's Black Business Network is a grassroots business to business service designed to assist the individual business owner in his or her efforts to reach the next level of service and growth in the marketplace. It is our goal to provide a platform for businesses to connect across the city and the country. This is where you create relationships that are designed to take your business to the next level of success. Chicago's Black Business Network is growing. We now have 800-plus members, and it is our mission to plant the seeds and provide the tools for growth to each of our members. Visit us today, www.chicagos, that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Network.com. Join us today and touch the world. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder. We're the soul of Chicago, WJPC. On Sunday. February 26th at 4 p.m., find yourself in the midst of a new experience when you attend The March, a civil rights opera by Alan Marshall and Jonathan Stinson. This is a free event. Reservations are highly recommended. Pre-register by email at rsvp at civilrightsopera.com. Hosted by the Chicago Park District and the South Shore Opera Company. That's Sunday, February 26th at 4 p.m. at the South Shore Cultural Center. 7059 South Shore Drive in Chicago. For details on this drama in the making set in 1963, visit civilrightsopera.com. We're back, and you're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Today's segment is CBB and Business Journals. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue. We're reaching out to business owners to join us and be a part of this journey. Simply give us a call at 312-239-8835. 312-239-8835 for details. Today, our guest is Mr. William Rivas of IntravastTech.com. Welcome back to the show, William. We're going to uh, talk about your company now, IntravastTech.com. Uh, tell us about that name and what is the business that you're in, William? Yeah, so IntravastTech, uh, what I wanted to do was get a really, like, technology name going. So it's kind of like a mixture of uh, someone else's last name and my last name mixed together. And what we do is provide in kind of like innovative web services. So I'll give you an example. The first one that we came out with was called ReviewBoost.com. And when we started this in, 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 you know, a few years ago, what we do is that let's say you Google a local bakery, for example, and the search results from that that you did on that Google maybe shows a lot of negativity, maybe a lot of people, you know, sometimes will have been disgruntled in the past or anything to that effect. We'll work with that business to collect positive feedback from them, and then we'll promote that feedback throughout the Internet. So that way the next potential customer that looks them up online sees like a fair balance, not just all the negative stuff that's out there, but also positive stuff. And we do that for, you know, over 3,600 businesses across the United States. And that's, there was not a solution for that, you know, uh, there, there hasn't been. So 
for us, that was what we started off with. And then from there, we started doing other products that had never been done before. Like, Sonia, you're familiar with YouTube, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, YouTube, right? It's very popular. Well, YouTube doesn't have a business category. Like, they have arts, entertainment. They have even news, I think, at this point. They have everything else, but they don't have anything for businesses. So we started businesstube.com, which is just like YouTube, except it's strictly for businesses. So when customers look up videos there, they're not going to get, you know, a cat playing the piano or something, you know, odd. They're going to get like, – they're they're going to get business and they're going to get business videos and for for businesses it's free for them to upload their business video instead of getting lost in the shuffle, you know, uh, on YouTube. It's it's strictly about that and so that those are the kind of things that we're doing and that's that's what I preach to anyone who's starting out their own businesses. Just like look, find something you like to do. Number one, number two, it better be good. It better be different because it's all been done before almost, right? So for me, the internet was the outlet to do that. And then at the same time, when you do have to partner people and you surround yourself, pick people you can trust. And that's not always family per se. That's just individuals that you feel are going to be of a help to you to, to get this going. They have to have the same passion as well. So that's what our service is. I, I also have another one that's pretty exciting. It's got a weird name. It's called Rate Date Love, and it's a dating site. And what I did was I studied dating sites for many years. Not that I was on them, though, Sonia, but more so mm-hmm. that um, I wanted to do something different. So this dating site, what it does, it lets you, let's say you're my friend, right? And there's I'm single, for example, and underneath me will be a series of girls. And you could go on there and vote on which girl you think is best for me. So it's an interactive dating site. And it doesn't exist. You know, those are the kind of things that we have, like, 30 more of those, you know, uh, that exist that – things that have never been done before. And that's that's what our focus is, is bringing new things to the market and uh, letting consumers and businesses both like them. But that, that's like, just to give you the gist of what we do, that's where our focus is. Okay, so if I go to intravasttech.com, I'm yes. going to see clickable links or clickable images for each of your business. How many uh, businesses do you have? Out there? How many lines do you have out there? Oh, we have we have a, a little over thirty different products and projects that we're working on. But Review Boost, uh, which is also called ReputationBoost.com, is really our flagship product. Meaning that's that's the one that kind of shows the light for all the other ones. And so, but uh, BusinessTube.com is really exciting, and also uh, this dating site that's really taken off as of recent. Uh, it's called RateDateLove.com, which uh, you know it's yeah, it's getting. Uh, there's commercials on television that's getting a lot of play out there, uh, so it's it's really growing quite rapidly. Uh, but those are the kind of products, yeah. And, that's, and that website does show you some of basically just the logos of all these products because they're all separate. You know, we can't have like something that's catered to a business also being a dating site. You know, we don't want to merge them. Uh, but it, it is exciting to see that you know, that uh, how customers are using these sites, how businesses are using these sites. We almost have 100,000 videos on BusinessTube already, you know, and so that that's exciting because you see that the businesses, they want to grow as well, so they want to use those tools that are free to help get the word out for their own products and services. And that's exciting. Uh, we're we're talking to William Rivas of com, and I was going to ask you how many businesses had uploaded uh, videos. It's called businesstube.com. Is that the site, Correct. the domain? Yeah. Good, good. I was going to ask you that question because I haven't heard of it before, uh, which is one of the reasons why these business journals benefit me maybe more than anybody. <laughs> every time I learn, I learn about the, every, every time, Wim, 
I got something mm-hmm. going here. <laughs> right. That I come away with something that I can use, and hopefully our audience, and as we share this link, these links, because I do share these links, uh, they also will pick up on this and learn about it also. And, you know, I have uh, uh, 900 members on my site. I will certainly share that, businesstube.com, because we need uh, – because once we once we upload the video there, it's working for us all the time, right? So we uh, need absolutely. to utilize these tubes. It's very important that we utilize these things that doesn't require us to, to handle them on a daily basis, but that keeps working for us. Uh, and like you say, doesn't get caught up in the, uh, the YouTube jungle. Uh, and it's very specific to to what we do. Let me ask you something else about because I'm on this business too thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it set up in categories of businesses or is it just general? Yeah, when you go on there and upload a video, um, we give you a two minute long video cap, meaning that you know, uh, as a potential consumer, I don't want to watch more than two minutes of your business. You know, I just need you know either dry cleaning or carpet cleaning. I I don't know what I need from you, but I don't want to sit there and watch a you know a monologue over it. So we keep it under two minutes, but then, yes, when you upload, there'll be like a drop-down of all the different categories that you could potentially even think of. And then if for whatever reason it's not there, um, you know, you could email us and then we'll add it on there as a category for you. However, uh, pretty much, you know, everyone that's uploaded has never had a, a, a problem before. And like you said, it's something that's working for you because you don't know when a customer is going to be looking for your services online, not just even on business too, because when you, they search through Google, which, you know, that's the number one way that people search, even through their phones. It's amazing stuff because this this shows up on the search results for them. And it doesn't show up just like in text, you know, where people have to read about it and then click. It'll show up like a little thumbnail of your video right on the search results. So it's a very powerful mechanism. And like you said, it's working for you all the time. You know, one of my mentors early, early on, he passed away, but he, he, he would tell me, you know the difference between me and you? And I would ask him, what, what is it? He's like, I, when I go to sleep, I'm still making money. This guy owned car dealerships, laundry mats, he owned cab companies. You know, he was very diversified. But the biggest thing is that what he liked to do is be a part of the community, meaning he was friends with everyone, everyone really liked him. And that's the biggest thing that, you know, what what made him kind of diverse or kind of innovative was that he was a very people person. He, You know, for a car dealership, he was in an area of San Diego called Southeast San Diego, which is, you know, uh, you know, a very, very uh, up-and-coming area, meaning it's, it's, it's been hurting financially for quite some time. What he would do is in-house finance everyone. Not everyone paid, but for the majority of the people that did pay. So that's what set him different is everybody knew that if they needed the car to get around really inexpensively, that he would in-house finance them. That's the amazing stuff that, that I kind of look to and go, okay, what do I need to do that's different? So with BusinessTube, what do I do? Well, it's free. We put little ads there here and there, and if someone clicks on them, then, you know, we make money. But for the most part, I mean, everyone's on there for free. So that's that's what makes us different or special is because really a lot of these other video sites, it's expensive because it's expensive to host that information. Great. Except com. Now, mm-hmm. uh, are all businesses, all of your uh, multiple line of businesses, are they all – uh, website-based businesses. They are. I've I've uh, I've tried to put my uh, toe in, in in the outside physical world, you know. But that's not my niche. That's not what I'm good at. You know. That's not what I study. You know, on my own and what I've done. 
And uh, so for me, I'm just going to leave that to the outside world, meaning that for me, I'm in a little office with a computer, and that's that's all I really need. But other people that I, that are friends of mine and colleagues, you know, they can't do that. They need to be outside talking to people, meeting people, and, you know, networking, things of that nature. That's what they're good at. And so for me, you know, I'll do what I'm good at. And that's, I think, the biggest focus is as much as I would like to diversify, you know, have a laundry mat or something to that effect, you know, that's not me. That's not what I was built to do. So uh, part of what I've been doing as well, you know, even though my education wasn't available to me early on in my life, you know, I'm 33 now. What I've done actually just this year is actually I'm back to school, taking online classes at university just on my own just so I can learn more for, for my trade. You know, and that, that's another thing that, that I really try to focus on is going, hey, how can I improve? I, I'm never in a, in a complacent area because I always have this fear that I'm going to lose it all. And I think that's for a lot of people who are, know who own businesses, they feel the same way. This is just this constant thing where you have to work. Uh, otherwise, you feel like you're not doing anything, you're not gaining anything, and, and then that's the, when you lose the exposure for your business. Great. Now, you said you have almost 100 reps at this time? Correct. And so, uh, with, you know, and it just started with one, basically, and then it went from there, and then it went from there, and it, it uh, and then it's grown to, to that amount of people. Now, your reps, uh, since you're Internet-based, they all basically work from home. How would someone uh, get a job with you, working with you? Well, a lot of the individuals, we do have a lot of individuals that are in-house, uh, like sales and customer service. We do have some vendors and independent contractors that and affiliates and, and things of that nature. It's just depending on um, what they bring to the table. So we really try to look at everyone and and. I kind of look at everyone like ingredients to a soup, you know, and, and what do we need to put together to, to make that happen? I think for a lot of the times that we've teamed up with individuals uh, and individual companies is dependent upon what they bring to the table. So if they come and say, hey, listen, we could do this, we could do that, uh, and, you know, we could build apps on mobile phones, for example, we'll say, okay, well, let's team up and let's work on this or let's make this happen. It's really just about collaboration, more so than us proactively seeking any one individual. I mean, there are certain departments in what we do that we're always going to need, right? You're always going to need salespeople, uh, and no matter what you do. I mean, you could be a local bakery, and you're going to need someone to sell your muffins. You know, you're going to need someone to sell. So that's always a department that we're always looking for. However, most of the time it's something about us collaborating, let's put something together, so that way we're empowering the next person. We're not just going, hey, you work for me. I I never look at it that way. I look at my reps as we work together because we're ultimately trying to do the same thing. Well, William, it's been great speaking to you. Do you have any uh, closing, closing remarks for our people and about your business? You know, if you if you take a look at it and really look at it as introvestech.com or reputationboost.com, BusinessTube, or any of these sites, and look at them as a form like, okay, this came out of fruition, meaning that they just sat down, put themselves in the zone, and made it happen, and, and that's what you need to do. Even if you're going to do a dry cleaning company, you know, what are you going to do different? You know, what what's going to happen? What's going to separate you from the crowd? And I, I look at that as innovation, and that's what we need to keep, Companies here in the United States. That's what we need to to grow. Is that you got to be different. You got to and you got to take risk. And that's what my closing statement would be. That's wonderful. And I'm always uh, excited uh, to talk to business owners who create income for other businesses and other people. Mm-hmm. 
when you do that, uh, people fail to realize that you're taking care of families, children, communities mm-hmm. uh, when, you, when you do this. And uh, that's always exciting to me. I'm pretty much a one-woman show. We're a couple people every now and then. But that's always mm-hmm. exciting. I, I use this example, William, of a, a business owner. He made buttons for 30 years, and that's all that they did in that small town. He made buttons. That's what his company did. But mm-hmm. the people who worked for his company raised their families, sent their children to college, paid their house notes. So he did much more than just make buttons, which is what you do, William, also. I want to thank you for being with us this evening. We really appreciate you taking the time. Appreciate you talking to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, our segment today, CBBN Business Journals. You can usually find us here at 11 a.m. through the weekdays. Don't forget to listen to Black Wall Street USA on Thursday evening. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again on CBBN Business Journals. Everyone have a great day.